0: Today's message was recorded on Sunday, April 19th, 2020. The title for my message this morning is How to Flourish in Your Relationship with God. You know, this is a very different couple of weeks that we've had, actually, over a month right now that we have not been able to meet together. But I just want to encourage you this morning that you can flourish in your relationship with God, if you will just keep your hearts and your minds trusting in Jesus. The first scripture I'd like for us to turn to, and today I will be turning to my Bible. I'm sorry for not having the scriptures on the screen, but go ahead and get your Bible. And if you want to push pause on the audio podcast or on the video, go ahead and do so as you get your Bible. And as I make reference to the reference Uh, The scripture, uh, you can push pause and go ahead and turn there for this morning. But the first passage I would like to turn to this morning is found in the book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. How do we flourish In our relationship with God, especially if we can't be together like we want to, Uh, although I'm trusting that soon we will be able to be together. But if you're at home and you're alone, you're not able to be with a lot of people. Is it possible to flourish in your relationship with God, to be growing and just sensing his peace and his presence in your heart I want to tell you a hearty amen. I have some dear friends uh, that I have that, you know, they've been in a sense in isolation. They've not able to be with the body, whether they are a shut-in. They've been dealing with prolonged illness. And I have learned from them that, you know what? You can flourish if circumstances are such that you are not able to be in the house of God Well, God can be in your home. He lives inside of your heart. If you have invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life and he is your savior, uh, Jesus wants to have fellowship with you. He will come right into your home and just allow you to experience his peace, his presence. Well, how do we do that? Primarily through the word of God. And so let's open up his word. Proverbs chapter three, verse five through six, just to remember some of his promises. It says this, Uh, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. You know, here we are encouraged to trust in the Lord, not with some of our heart, but with all of our heart. To trust in him, to depend upon him, to absolutely rely upon him. And as you do so, you know what? Uh, let's go ahead and read what, verse six again. It says, In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your pathway. Uh, if you need leading and guiding, you want God to direct your life, trust in him. Don't trust in him just with a little bit of your heart. No, commit the completeness of your heart, every single bit of your heart to say, Lord, I trust in you. And Lord, as I commit my way into you, Lord, you will direct my path. Let's read verse 7 and 8. It says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. The result will be this in verse 8 it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. In these days that we live in, trust in God with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Why does God tell us not to lean on our understanding? Because our understanding is finite. It is limited. We have a limited set of facts. We only can learn so much, but we can trust and rely on the one who has unlimited understanding. Uh, Let's read uh, another blessing found in Jeremiah chapter 17. Jeremiah chapter 17, uh, regarding trusting in the Lord and the blessing that comes to our life as we trust in Him. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. I hope that you are there. Jeremiah says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Wow. There's a lot of blessings that come for the person who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. Uh, it is compared to somebody who is like a tree planted by the waters. The roots are spreading out by the river. It means that you always have a source of, of nutrition. Uh, going on from there, it says that you will not fear when heat comes, but your leaf will be green. You will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will you cease from yielding fruit. That is a picture of what the believer in Jesus Christ is to be like, that you are trusting in God, your hope is in the Lord, that even if the conditions all around you are that of a drought, where others around you are dry, they've lost hope, they're discouraged, they're despondent, they're in despondency or despair, you know what? If you allow your trust to be in God and say, Lord, my hope is in you, God says that you will be like that tree planted by the waters. I do want to read verse 5 because it's it's very important because sometimes we put our trust in the wrong places. And it says this in verse 5, "'Thus says the Lord, "'Cursed is the man who trusts in man "'and makes flesh his strength, "'whose heart departs from the Lord.'" You will be like a shrub in the desert, not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited. Oh my goodness. The one who trusts in man and who makes their strength their hope and you depart from the Lord, God says that you'll be like a shrub in the desert. Now, which one do you want to be like? You know, all of us at different times, we put our hope and trust in people. And I want to tell you, People have good intentions and God loves people, but don't put your hope and your trust in people. Continue to love them, pray for them, bless them, do good to them, you know, encourage one another, but don't place your hope and your trust in people. No, place your hope and your trust in God. As you do so, you're going to be like a solid tree with roots going down and uh, down by the river. Your leaves are going to be green and flourishing. You will not be anxious or careful in the year of drought. No, but you will be very fruitful. Another one of my favorite verses regarding trusting in God is found in the book of Psalms, chapter 125, verse 1. Psalms 125, verse 1. And as I turn there, Let me encourage you that trusting in the Lord is not just for the good times. It's for times of adversity, times of difficulty, times of isolation or quarantine. You know, God is not just a God that we can depend upon when everything is going well or going the way we want it to go. No, our God is one that we can trust in every season of life. Let's let's read this blessing that God has for those who trust in him. Psalms 125, verse 1. It says, those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but it abides forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. Hallelujah. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but remains forever. There you're compared to a mountain if your trust is in God, God wants to make you unmovable in a good way. That although everything around you is shaking or changing, that there is a stability, a steadfastness. I think about for those of us who live in the Northwest, when you come around that bend heading towards Olympia and you can see Mount Rainier, there off in the distance. It's just firm and fixed and settled. It's a picture of strength. Well, God, he wants to make you like Mount Zion, To say, you know what, if you trust in him, you will be like Mount Zion that cannot be moved. Even though there's a great storm all around about you, no, you cannot be removed. And it says here in verse two, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. God is surrounding you. I just want you uh, just for a moment, you know, close your eyes and to say, Lord, thank you that as the mountains are surrounding Jerusalem, Lord, you surround your people and you are surrounding me. How will you experience that? You know what? Spend time in prayer. Trust in the Lord. As you trust in him, you know what? You will be like Mount Zion. You will be like that flourishing tree that even if the conditions all around you would be saying, you know what? You're crazy. Why are you at peace? Why are you at rest? Why do you have such a good relationship with the Lord when everything seems to be falling apart? You say, well, because my trust is not in man. My trust is not in my strength. My trust is in the living word of God. The second uh, way I would like to share with us of how to flourish in a relationship with God is found in the book of Isaiah, chapter forty. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27. And I want to tell you, these uh, scriptures I know are very familiar for some, but you know what? We need to go back to some of the familiar passages, remind ourselves of them, and just to meditate upon them because as we do so, they give new strength for us. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27 says this, "'Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, "'My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God?' Israel at that time was feeling as if God had neglected them and forgotten them. And you know, sometimes we can feel the same way, uh, we can feel in a similar way that God, where are you? Why are you neglecting me? Uh, Why are you not intervening in my life? What is Isaiah's reply in verse 28? It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. Hallelujah. We serve the everlasting God. He never had a beginning and he will never have an end. He never gets faint. He never grows weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Why is God's understanding unsearchable? Because he knows all things from the beginning of time to the end of human history into eternity in the future. God sees and knows every detail, every minute detail of life of every human being who's ever lived. He knows the thoughts and the motive of every heart. And as I said earlier, we have limited understanding because we have limited knowledge, limited experience. But yet the God that we serve, he is the everlasting God. And so here Isaiah is trying to encourage the people, no, God hasn't forgotten you. No, his understanding is unsearchable. I believe it's in Isaiah chapter 55, It says that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how far uh, his thoughts are different from ours. I'm going to go ahead and read that here. And before we get back to Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9, it says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Again, getting into, as I said earlier, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, don't trust and depend upon your understanding. I know that it's hard, saints of God, because sometimes, again, as, as I, the people in Isaiah were saying, chapter 40, verse 27, Lord, where are you? My way is hidden from the Lord, and why is my just claim passed over by my God? No, He's the everlasting God. He never sleeps or slumbers. He doesn't grow faint or weary. His understanding is unsearchable. Verse 29, what does our God do? It says, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young man shall utterly fall. But those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, verse 31. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mounting up with wings like eagles, running and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. How do we wait upon the Lord, number two, to flourish in a relationship with God? We need to wait upon God. And how do we wait upon him? Wait with anticipation and confidence, knowing that, God, you do all things well. Lord, I am not going to lean on my understanding of these times. Lord, I am not going to trust in my own strength but Lord, I am going to wait upon you, read your promises, meditate upon your word. And as I do, as I think upon you with anticipation that God, you do all things well, it brings strength into my heart. I would like to like to read now Psalms chapter 27 regarding uh, waiting upon the Lord. You know, sometimes we're so busy that we don't take time to wait upon the Lord. And one of the blessings of having been uh, going through this past month is prayerfully you've been spending more time with the Lord. You know, how many of us, especially when you're younger, life is busy, you're working, you're raising kids, you're running here and there, even if you're not young, but our lives are so busy that here God has given us an opportunity to wait upon him, to seek him, to trust in him, to read his word. Uh, the very few have an excuse anymore to say, well, Lord, I just don't have time, I'm too busy, even though that's never an excuse. But take this time, these remaining weeks or however long that we're in this quarantine to say, God, I want to set time aside to wait upon you and to trust in you. Psalms 27, verse 13. Are you there? All right. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Keep believing that you will see God's goodness in the land of the living. Verse 14, it says this, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Again, Isaiah forty thirty one: wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. And here the psalmist David says, wait on the Lord Be of good courage. Wait with expectation and confidence. You shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And what is the result? God will strengthen your heart. So wait, I say, on the Lord. You know what? As we wait upon him, God will renew your strength. The third thing that I would like us to turn to is found in the book of Philippians. The book of Philippians chapter 4 how to flourish in our relationship with the Lord. So first, I talked about trusting in the Lord. Secondly, I talked about waiting, waiting upon God with anticipation, slowing down as you wait upon him, thinking upon him, meditating upon his promises, allowing God to change your perspective. His understanding is infinite. It is unsearchable. As you think about him and allow God to renew your mind, you will get new strength in your heart. In Philippians chapter 4, and we're going to begin to read here in verse 4, I want to remind you that the book of Philippians was written by the apostle Paul. Now he was in prison He was not able to move about freely. He was not able to come and go as he pleased. I think he could identify in a much greater way than we ever could with what we're going through today. It was not a time of pandemic when he wrote this. But nevertheless, Paul was in isolation in a sense. He was not able to to be around all the people that he wanted to be with. And here's what he had to say to believers Uh, to encourage them in their faith and their walk with the Lord. In verse 4, it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say, Rejoice! You say, how can I rejoice if I'm in prison? How can I rejoice when I'm in isolation? How can I rejoice when I can't do the things that I want to do? Well, notice what Paul said there in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord. We're not rejoicing in our circumstance. We're not rejoicing in what we go through. But we are, we are rejoicing in the Lord, in the one who never changes, in the one whose promises are yes and amen, the one from whom every good gift and perfect gift, it comes from the Father above. We rejoice in Jesus. And so I want to encourage you, maybe push pause and say, you know what, I want to have a time of rejoicing. I want to rejoice in the Lord for his provision, that God, you're so good. God, you make sure that I have everything that I need, may not have everything that I want, but Lord, you are faithful and everything that I need, God, you are providing. Lord, I want to rejoice in your protection all of the days, Lord, that you have protected me. Lord, I want to rejoice that you are surrounding me, that nothing can separate me from the love of God. I want to rejoice in your salvation, Lord, that you have rescued me from sin. You have rescued me from me. You have rescued me from my limited understanding. You have given me your precious word that, Lord, it it opens up my understanding of an eternal perspective of what God is doing in my life and in this world around me. Lord, I have so much to rejoice in. I just want to share briefly, a uh, remind you, church, I've shared this with you over the past few years, but if we were to count the numbers of good days that we've had, they far outweigh the numbers of bad days that we have had. And so rejoice in him. Begin to think about, Lord, You have been so good in my life and you're not about ready to stop being good. And so start thinking about all the good. Why is it that our human mind has a tendency to gravitate towards all the bad days, the bad stuff? Even on the news, it's always the bad news. Why don't they share the good news? You know what? God is good. You can rejoice in him and say, Lord, thank you. That my good days far outweigh my bad days. Uh, there's a quotation by Corey Ten Boom that is on our church website. And it says that for those who are in Jesus, you know what? The best remains and the best is always yet to come. If you're in Jesus, your best days are always ahead of you. And if you have Jesus, no matter what you lose today, if you have Jesus, you have everything and you can rejoice. Why? Because your hope is secure in him. Let's continue to read. It says in verse 6, or verse 5, let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Uh, let your gentleness be known to, to all men. The Lord is at hand. Uh, this is a little bit diverging, a little uh, kind of going off tangent here. But to flourish in your relationship with God, be gentle towards other people the Lord is at hand. Uh, Try to keep from getting aggravated. Try to keep from getting irritated with other people. You know, apart from the Lord, we cannot do that. But when you recognize yourself getting irritated and getting gruff or grumpy with others, to say, Lord, help me to be gentle towards others. Jesus, why? It says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, that Jesus, that you are meek you are gentle, lowly in heart. And Lord, I want to be like you. So help me to be gentle towards other people. Verse six, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we're going to flourish in our relationship with God uh, in Philippians Rejoice in the Lord always, not just sometimes. You can take time to rejoice in the Lord to say, God, you are so good right now. Be gentle towards others. Uh, Next, don't be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Take everything to God in prayer. You know, you have an opportunity right now to pray, Not only today, but in the days to come for those of you who are not able to work. Set some time aside to say, Lord, I want to begin to allow my prayer life with you to deepen and to develop and just to get stronger in you. And I'm going to take my request to you with Thanksgiving, knowing that God, you hear and you answer prayer. The result of that is that the peace of God will guard my heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace of God that surpasses understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What a blessing. Finally, my brethren, verse eight, whatever things are true, Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. If you want to flourish in your relationship with God, choose to meditate on what is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, anything virtuous or praiseworthy. You may say, I don't have anything good to think about. All I see is bad going around me. I want to tell you, turn off the news for a few hours and open up the good news. You say, well, I still don't know. How can I find something that is true or lovely of good report? I want to tell you, if you go to verse 8 when it says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, I want you to think about this, that Jesus, that he is true. If you need something to meditate upon, Meditate upon Jesus because he is true. He is noble. Jesus is just. Jesus is pure. He is lovely. He is of a good report. He is virtuous and praiseworthy. Think and meditate upon Jesus. As you do, verse 9 says, The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these things do, and the God of peace will be with you. God wants you to flourish in your relationship with him. Open up God's word, his precious promises. Spend time with him. How can you flourish if you're in isolation? How can you flourish in your walk with God if you're not able to be around the people of God? I want to tell you what we are experiencing right now is not unlike what many people who are experiencing all around this world There's the persecuted church. There are countless numbers of people, even across this country, who have been shut in. They have been sick, separated from the family of God for a lot of years. And you know what? Our God is faithful. So just a review here. How do we grow and flourish in a relationship with God? Number one, trust in the Lord with all your heart, my friends. Don't lean on this understanding Uh, Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. As you do, you know what? God will direct your path. He will bring health and life to your flesh and to your bones. Wait upon the Lord. As you wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength. God will strengthen your heart. Uh, You will also be like Mount Zion again if you trust in the Lord. God will make you unmovable, that even if there's a storm surrounding you, think about again about Mount Rainier, that mighty mountain here in Washington, that no matter what storms come and go with Mount Rainier, you know what? There she stands. Well, God wants to make you like that as well, church. Hold on to God's word. Trust in him, remembering that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord is surrounding his people. Rejoice in him. Every day, take time to rejoice in what God is doing. You got to truly think about that. Your mind has such a natural tendency to focus on all the bad memories, the negativity. No, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, Take your request to the Lord in prayer. Spend time in prayer with thanksgiving. Don't just make it a time of complaining, but bring those requests to God Almighty with thanksgiving, knowing that he is inviting you to come to that throne of grace, to pray, and he will bring his peace, the peace of God that surpasses our understanding. You know what? You won't understand everything that's going, but if you do these things and trust in him, wait upon him, rejoice in him, pray with thanksgiving, you know what? God's peace will abound in your life and you will be like that tree I talked about in the book of Jeremiah, that your roots will go down by the river, your leaf will be green and flourishing, that even in the year of drought, you will be fruitful. You will be having an abundant life in your relationship with God. Why? Because you trust in him. Let's just close our time together right now in prayer. And I just want to pray for God's blessing upon you and just that he would cause your relationship to grow and to strengthen in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you so much for your living word. Thank you, Lord that our relationship with you is not dependent upon the circumstances that are taking place around us. God, I pray for everyone who calls this church their home, that you would allow this time just to strengthen their walk with you. Oh, Lord, I pray for joy in every home. Lord, for those who are going through time of pain right now, perhaps are going through sickness. God, I pray for relief. I pray for comfort. Oh, Lord, I just pray that as they turn their hearts to you, that they would experience you, your angels, surrounding them. Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, God, would you surround your people with your great love? Lord, I pray for those who are watching or listening as well, that you would allow our minds to be renewed by the living word of God. Lord, help us this week not to focus on the bad news, Help us not to focus, Lord, this week on what we have lost or what we feel like we're losing. Jesus, if we have you, we have absolutely everything. Help us to focus, Lord, on the treasure of who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for watching, church family. I pray that you have a good day and a blessed week. And again, I just want to encourage you, continue to call one another. Pray one for another and just ask the Lord to use you during this time. But most importantly, allow your relationship with the Lord to become stronger than ever before. I love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.